Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. The Faults, Roberto Firmino, Brighton 1, Liverpool 5, by Karl Kopak. There are times when supporting this team can be a chore. I doubt there is a fan base in the world that has quite so much internal bickering as ours. The whole LFC family hashtag is magnificently ironic, unless, of course, its creation is to illustrate how much families fight over the smallest thing. Yesterday afternoon provided a similar case. When the team was announced, many of us scanned the names looking for centre-backs. It transpired that Emre was playing there, either in a two with Lovren or a three with Trent or something. Much head-scratching ensued. I'm not a fan of Emre playing there, mostly for issues of pace and an inability to turn and sprint when the ball comes over his head. That's not an issue of his own making, of course. If you're a big unit like him, there's very little you can do if genetics have given you such a bulky frame. It reminds me of something Michael Owen said when asked about how he felt when told he was facing a six foot four centre back with shoulders like Atlas. Quote, Great, he can't turn. End quote. For every footballing ying, there's a yang. For every ginormous emre, there's a nippy Germain Defoe to give him hell. So there's nothing wrong with raising an eyebrow at that team. In some ways, that's one of the best parts of the day, trying to work out who's playing where. Jürgen likes to keep us guessing. No one has any idea about Spartak. In the ground, there were further frowns once we were ready to kick off. That back four seemed a bit wide, and Ginny was playing awfully deep. He's not, is he? He is. Ginny is a centre-back in a three. Cue further head-scratching from the undersigned. Of course, they were barely tested as the Reds ran riot. All they had to do was keep it from Glenn Murray and his mates and pass it to Coutinho, and he did the rest. The Brazilian was in that sort of mood. At one point, I thought that he was taking the piss out of their midfield just a little too much and would end up with his legs in different parts of the ground. Come the end of the game, with Liverpool nestled in the top four once more, and the delicious victorious feeling coursing through our veins, the fans went back to war. Quote, one in the eye for the doubters who think they know more than Klopp, end quote. Quote, hope that shuts all the moaners up once and for all, end quote. Quote, these so-called fans, end quote. I swear I am the most placid of men and slow to anger, but should anyone wish to see me in a murderous mood, just use the term so-called fans 
and watch me turn green, grow about seven foot tall and hurl cars about. I read about twenty of those things, and I wondered how many could remember the joy of that fourth goal, or, if they were in the ground, recall walking into the Sussex night, singing Merry Christmas Everton. Those brief moments when we were all pulling the same way and happy with what was in front of us, it must have lasted a full ten minutes. Oh well. Like I said, it can be a chore at times. It's okay to point out something that looks mad. It doesn't make you more of a fan or indeed less of one. The weird formation and the choice of defenders, though that may be more of a Hobson's choice given those at the manager's disposal, was the main story from the grimly named Amex Stadium. Grounds named after corporate organisations always sadden me. Though another went unnoticed, the man of the match was undoubtedly Felipe Coutinho, mercifully with his legs in their correct place, but just below him, on the undercard, stood his mate Roberto. Roberto Firmino Barbosa de Oliveira. Actually, I might start calling him that. Bobby makes my teeth itch. I've often found him to be an odd player. For his first year here, I had no idea what his best position was. Put him on the wing and you lose his work. And centre-back nuisance rate. Play him through the middle and you're depriving a specialist forward of his place. He was neither fish nor fowl. Just a good player who would sort of help out, but not always. Then along came Jürgen with his fancy false nine roll and two speedy lads on either side. A new player was born, with two men around him rather than him as a solo striker or the deeper of a rare front two. He became integral to the Liverpool cause. The goals flew in, but equally important, the work he did was paying off for his mates. Coutinho and Mane ran riot, and this season, the imperious Salah has become the league's highest scorer, despite not being a centre-forward either. Roberto Firmino, Barbosa de Oliveira, just works in this system. Yesterday's brace takes his Premier League total to five, one more than Kevin De Bruyne, and gives the lie to the prefect's faults before his job title. There's nothing false about his number nine them anymore. Roberto Firmino is a number nine for Liverpool. He's a number nine because he plays the number nine role and scores goals, like a number nine. Look at his position for his goal yesterday. A false nine would be tempted to sit deeper and bring the defenders out to him to create space behind. Instead, Roberto sprinted to the back post in what John Matson once called the poacher's position. 2-0. Game over. They're only half a football team compared to the boys in red. Incidentally, there's nothing new about the false nine. Uruguay won the first World Cup in 1930 with one, when Juan Peregrino Anselmo sat deeper rather than leading the line. He scored twice in the semi-final from that position. True story. But back to Roberto. He has six goals in Europe this season to add to his league total and 34 overall in his Liverpool career. Not bad for a player who was once without a position. So while we're saluting Salah and Coutinho, Felipe Coutinho Correa, not quite as impressive is it? Let's not forget their shiny toothed friend. He's integral to what we do and how we do it. Roberto Firmino is a number nine striker for Liverpool Football Club. Maybe we can all agree on that for once. As ever, it's lovely to read Carl's piece. Um, this one about a topic that's uh, near to my heart as well, and that's the appreciation of Roberto Firmino, the mad bastard that he is. I genuinely love watching him play, and I almost love as much watching what he does after he scores uh, and when we get the occasional missives from off the field. He is a, a one-off, shall we say. 
And speaking of Carl, you can listen to his very direct and funny and humorous thoughts, along with my less humorous and less direct musings, in conjunction with Mr. Cam Branch on the Anfield Index podcast on a regular basis. We've done now four in a row. This is the most consistent lineup since it was me and Carl and Pooley back in the early part of the season. So give us a listen. It will always be free, that show. It has remained so and will continue to be. And it's always tremendous fun. And with those two guys on board, we always get some good insight as well. Plus the bonus of the absolutely ludicrous amount of name dropping that goes on on a regular basis from those two. They really are shameless in that regard. And I would never dream of mentioning my buddies Jan Mulby and Mark Lawrence and, and Paul Walsh and Peter Beardsley. And I've got a Dan Aykroyd story. But I would never mention that kind of thing. So get over to the Anfield Index podcast on AnfieldIndex.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on AnfieldIndex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on AnfieldIndex.com. 